Welcome back to the Frizz and the Grease podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. Hello and welcome back to Frizz and the Grizz. It's your boy Trudeau. Thank you for joining us live today or the next day on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Today's Wednesday. A little change up for us. Wednesday, November 1st. Uh, fun show for you today. It's always a fun show. Today is the Wheel of Topics show. Wheel of Fun Topics. Uh, let me explain the premise of today. It's been a really busy week in sports and life in general. There's been crazy boxing matches. College football has been popping. NFL has been popping. First week of full NBA basketball. There's too much to talk about. We're only here for like an hour, hour 15. So we have a wheel of fun topics we're going to spin with you today. Pick topics at random. We don't even know what we're going to talk about. Hell, if you're watching live and you want to throw us a topic, shoot it in the chat. We could add it. Who knows? But before we get going, I got to introduce my co-host, D Frizzy Fizz. What's up, buddy? What to do, baby, man. Happy Wednesday. Very strange doing this on a Wednesday. It's like last year we had the same, it won't say issue, but like scheduling problem because Halloween was on a Monday and we switched it to Tuesday this year. Now that we're doing Tuesdays, it was on a Tuesday. We switched it to Wednesday. So it's like, hey, guys, we promise you we will not be doing the show on Wednesdays next year. That's, that's not in the that cards now. for me. Yeah, well, I'm just saying it's not in the cards for me to do it on Wednesdays because if Halloween's on Wednesday next year, I ain't doing this on a Thursday. That's for goddamn sure. First things first on Halloween, I ask you this big Mm -hmm. debate in my household. Is it okay to put the candy on the porch or do you have to hand it out personally? A hundred percent okay to leave the candy. Oh, you're a buster. No. Well, look, hold on. There's a little bit of a premise to this. So are you at the house while that's, you leave the candy on the porch? That's what happened. So we went trick-or-treating. We left at like 5.30. I'm like, no one's going to come at 5.30. Spoiler, everyone came at 5.30. So I didn't want to put the bowl out because you know kids be, they're going to steal the whole damn thing. Yeah, I figured I'd come back in like 30 minutes, do the Halloween thing. I love handing out the candy to the kids, judging everyone's costume. You get a good costume, you get three pieces of candy. Shitty costume, one piece of candy. That's how it works in my household. Uh, but yeah, man, we didn't put it on the porch. So it was a big debate and nobody ended up by coming. I have like three bags of candy. Yeah, that's that's the problem. I feel like if you if you're not going anywhere, then yeah, like that's a problem. You can't just leave the you know bowl on the porch if you're at the house. Like let them knock on the door, do the you know trick or treat, all that. But if you're leaving, if you if you got kids because you got to go out and do your own trick or treat, yeah, leave that some bitch on the on the porch. Let them grab the candy. If you come back and there's none left, at least you don't have your problem, which is all this candy Dude. that now you have to worry about taking care of. And I don't, I, I don't know what to do with all this candy because, like, I'm not. If it sits around the house, I'm gonna eat it, and that's a bad thing, man. I had to put so uh, the little ones got two pumpkins. They got, you know, they they made out like bandits. I'm talking like full blown, all the way to the top, almost overfilled. And I had to put it in in our pantry. I was like, there's no, there's no way that I'm gonna keep walking to the kitchen and just not grab, you know, let me go ahead and grab one of these little Starbursts real quick. Let me go ahead and grab one of these little Reese's real quick. So I was like, I, I've done enough. I had, I think, like three or four too many last night. And I was like, I'm just putting them away. Out of sight, out of mind, just because if I do see it, then you're going to you know, gain an extra couple of LBs before you know Thanksgiving. Best holiday for sure. We both love Halloween here. Hope everyone had a fun, safe Halloween out there. We appreciate you guys watching. Remember to shoot out the follow for us. Follow D Frizz on his Twitter, or his Twitch, excuse me. Was it D underscore Frizzy? Frizz underscore five. We've been wrong? doing this for a very long time. Only one underscore. D Frizzy underscore five. All My right. goodness. Give that man a follow. Make sure to check out the podcast. Follow that. Let's get into our wheel of topics and spin this bad boy. 
And as you can see on the screen for those watching live, we do have a wheel. It's not a wheel of names, even though it says wheelnames.com. We have a wheel of topics. There's a ton in there. I'm just going to read them off some of them. We got Tyson Fury fight. That was fun. James Harden just got traded. NFL trades. NBA overreactions. LSU Alabama. I can't read them all. There's like 20 of them. Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> Let's get to it. What are we going to... Oh, let's go. Do you hear the clapping? I like that. First topic of the day. Francis Ngannou, Tyson Fury fight. Did you watch that, D? So I got the tail end, like the last four rounds of the fight. I didn't get to watch, obviously, the beginning of it, but I did did tune in and hear uh, of the knockdown. Uh, a lot of people say that it was a push, but I did see, you know, a clean right hook that knocked him down. And, you know, he got up, but that was essentially that was like the height of the fight. But fill me in with the rest. So I will give you a little backstory. Your boy had money on the fight. I told D I was talking. I was texting him after the fight. Uh, I took I took like the big heavy minus fourteen hundred on Tyson Fury and I'm watching the fight. I'm watching the odds. And as the fight progresses, his odds are shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And I'm like, fuck. So I keep throwing money down and down and down. Like I'm just going to ride this thing all the way down. I will say it was split decision at the end. It was a very close fight. As far as the rounds Mm -hmm. are concerned, a lot of people were crying foul play after the fight saying that Nganu won the fight, which is first of all, the fact that Tyson Fury was even, Pushed to that level is insane because Francis Ngannou is, if you're not aware, a UFC MMA. fighter, an MMA yes. fighter, has never fought professionally boxing in his life, and he's fought he's fighting a 33-0-1 undefeated heavyweight boxing champion of the world. Insane, like the story of this of this fight. Um, it was really competitive. I think that Ngannou he's a very unorthodox fighter. He like, he's not a mm-hmm. traditional boxer. So that kind of caught Fury offside off guard. And if we're going to be honest, if you look about who took this seriously and God, like this man took this thing extremely seriously, came into it extremely prepared in well shape. I understand Tyson Fury is a bit of a, a slob looking like man. He's not, he looks like Jokic. Well, let's put it that way. Um, but he didn't come in. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't come in with his A game, and it almost took him down. People were before you get in, People were crying foul play because if you're not aware, Tyson Fury hasn't. This fight was in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Tyson Fury is defending his title again in Saudi Arabia. It was supposed to be in December. Got pushed back to February from because he needed more training. They were not going to let him lose this fight before he fought again in Saudi Arabia for the championship. This was his belt was not in the line this, tonight, or excuse me, during the fight night, but he could not have taken the L and then fought again several months uh, for the, for, you know, the championship. So I think there was a bit of an element of like, is this fight actually kind of, you know, I'm not gonna say rigged, but unless, unless it was a knockout, like there was no way people thought that uh, they were going to give the decision to Nagano. That's part of, unfortunately what I have heard. um, I don't have a full background in boxing, unfortunately, but what I have heard is there's a lot of like that, fixing type i would say um speculations in boxing this is again another part of it right here where again i didn't see rounds one through it was a 12 round fight right not 10 or was it 10 it was a 10 round fight 12 okay, so I, didn't, I didn't see what one through six but i did get to see seven through 10 and with the knockdown like yeah you gained a ton of points obviously like it's like an automatic 10 to 8 round unless like somebody was dominating you and they you know you just happen to slip right but 
for for the judges to have, I think it was like 94, like 90, 93, 92. And then one judge was like 97 to 88. And it's like, that means you're saying that he got his ass whooped the entire fight, like including the knockdown. I don't know about all that. So again, I'm not going to ride the wave of saying that like it was fixed, but boxing does have these weird like things behind it. I think in Nagano for, for the rounds that I was watching, it was a push. So like if the, if the early rounds of the fight were similar and one was a knockdown, I don't understand why it would be that much of a slanted difference from one of the judges. So going forward, win or lose, this is amazing for Naganu because mm. he was jettisoned from the UFC. He was demanding better accommodations from Dana White as far as like he wanted some health insurance. He wanted a bunch of stuff from the UFC that they don't provide. By the way, if you're unaware, like the UFC fighters do not make out well compared to any other sport. So Ooh, he ended up like, unless you are Connor, who you build a brand mm -hmm. in MMA outside of MMA. Um. But to my larger point, like Nagano being this competitive against the best heavyweight in the world, he's going to get a rematch. He's going to get m more boxing matches where he can be mm -hmm. paid what he's worth. So this is an automatic win for Nagano. I mean, I granted he probably would have liked to win the fight, but still to do this, I thought going in it was going to be Mayweather McGregor again, where Mayweather could have absolutely demolished McGregor if we're going to be all in seriousness. But he mm -hmm. let him stick around just to make, you know, make the fight last. People weren't pissed off. And I thought this was going to be the same deal, but Nagano is legit heavyweight, heavyweight fighter. Um, on the flip side, Tyson Fury needs to be embarrassed of himself because he didn't take this seriously. And I'm sure as hell thinking he's going to be training really hard for his title fight coming up in February because he, if he, it comes into that fight, you know, in this type of condition, he's in his ass beat. Uh, yeah, Ooh, my bad. No, go ahead, go ahead. no, I would say this. This reminds me the Nagano Fury fight of a movie. It reminds me of Rocky. Yeah, Rocky one, where you have this huge underdog in Rocky, and now granted, we're flipping the races here, but you have the, <laughs> the huge underdog in Rocky. So, hold on a second. Let me guess. Francis Nagano is, is Rocky, Rocky. Maivia. I mean, wow, Rocky Balboa, and we're not Rocky Maivia. My goodness, and we're gonna say that Tyson Fury is Apollo Creed. Which makes zero sense because this is unbelievable as a comparison that but, you're but, doing but right now. I know because they're like you know one's really fat and white and that <laughs> one's black. Yeah, but my point is that when it came to that movie, right? Do you remember the premise where Rocky was his underdog training his ass off and um, uh, Apollo, Apollo did not take this fight very seriously? And he ended up by going to the very end and winning by decision. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened with this fight where they didn't, I, nobody in the world took Nagano seriously as a boxer. And my God, he pushed him to the absolute limit. It, it would have been great. Um, it definitely would have. But I, I don't think, like you had said, I don't think if it came down to the judge, he would have needed to knock him out. Like he would have had to get a 10 count because I don't think because of the stipulations with him, like you said, he's got another matchup with an actual fight. I don't think they would have let him win no. via decision. There's no. there's no way. Like, well, that's also just the way that boxing is. I think UFC is kind of the same way too, where you have to you have to legit beat the champion and show why you're the champ, why you would be the champ, versus like you just happen to fight good or box good against them. Yeah. You have to you have to make the judge, which is part of the reason why it's a, it's a weird because it's a judging sport. It's well, not a you got ten points, they got ten, you know, eleven points. You win by one. It's it's up to three judges that have unbiased opinions on how the <laughs> match went. And essentially, I wasn't does. gonna address that one, but essentially, like. 
if you if you're the champ, you have the advantage because you just need to not get knocked down, yes. or you just need to not get knocked out. Not even knocked down. Clearly, you need to just not get knocked out in a fight. Yeah, and that's honestly that's why I kept like as a dumbass, I kept throwing money at Tyson Fury as he just was losing. So I'm like, there's no way they let they like let him lose decision. I'm like, I'm just gonna keep throwing money at this. At one point, he was plus money. Like people were saying he was losing the fight, and I felt the same way. You said UFC's the same way. I had mm-hmm. the same exact betting strategy last UFC fight where they had some Russian dude fighting for a title and they had all these little weird Russian undercards. And I'm like, there's, I'm like, they're placating to a certain audience. And I'm like, I'm going to bet on all the Russians underneath and goddamn, they won all the fights. It's like, they put like a really, they, they hit me up. They put a 25 year old Russian undefeated person against like some 36 year old American slob. And I'm like, <laughs> I know what they're trying to do here. They're trying to get the crowd to be like incredible. And they want to the hell out of an American. Yeah, yeah exactly, I'm like, bro. I'm going like, to put all my money in the Russian. Of course they won. So <laughs> fighting sports are weird like that. I think I'm not going to say the fix was in, but Ty- Nagano had to absolutely beat the hell out of Fury to win that fight. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that one. Fun topic. I'm glad that landed on that topic first. You ready to spin the wheel? Let's get it. Early, or is it going to college football? It is. Oh, college football! Oh, hey. that was fun. The te- man, the anticipation <laughs> behind this. My goodness. Yeah, for those that just jumped in live, I know Fearless Strong Podcast. We have a wheel of topics. We're going to go off of random topics today. We almost had a first five, but we are moving on to the college football rankings that just came out yesterday, which is Tuesday. Uh, I think the top four in order, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ohio State surprisingly one, Georgia number two. Uh, did they put Michigan at three Michigan or four? Three. Michigan, yep, Michigan three. three. And then who rounded us out? Florida State at four okay. with uh, Washington and Oregon on the outside looking in. I know people were kind of uh, questioning the Ohio State placement at one. What's your initial reactions? You're the big college football fan. It's It's all... Let's see. It's political right now. It's A, it doesn't matter, right? Like these rankings are unnecessary, especially this early into I would say it's early away from the end of the season. They also don't want it to show Michigan, Ohio State 2-3, knowing that Michigan, Ohio State are going to play at the end of the season. So you make it seem like Georgia hasn't been dominating their teams when Ohio State hasn't played anybody this season make it make sense. So again, that's that's where it comes into. Uh, Florida State being four is kind of a surprise. Again, the ACC isn't as strong as it has been. I think Washington and Oregon have both played tougher schedules. Mm. Uh, they haven't played each other yet, but I think that Pac-10 or Pac-12, whatever they are, because everybody's moving conferences, I think they're much stronger than the ACC. So to see Florida State there when Duke, North Carolina, Miami, they can't get out of their own way with winning or losing to other teams, not ranked like BC or or who just somebody just lost to Georgia Tech. That was a highly ranked team. I think it was North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, um, I had money on that. Believe me. I yeah. Know. So like it, it's like I believe more in the Pac-12-10 than I do in the ACC. So to see Florida State there is kind of like you really haven't played anybody. I I wasn't surprised with the with the four. The order was a little surprising, but I've heard some rationale. I've I've watched a couple of Ohio State games. I don't think they've been super impressive so far this year. They've had a couple close games against teams that were unranked. Uh, Maryland comes to mind, even though Maryland was undefeated at the time. Their quarterback, you know, is is okay, whatever. Um, but I thought Georgia should deserve, you know, they deserve respect being the defending champion. They've won 17, 16 games in a row. I don't know what the number is now, but then someone... 17. 17. I, I listened to a uh, ESPN show today and someone pointed out and I didn't realize 
Georgia hasn't beaten a ranked team this year. Not they beat Kentucky. I mean, it's it's. I know what you're saying, but they they beat Kentucky. Okay, so they beat one team in the, who was ranked 20 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Georgia has beaten up on some really bad teams, so I really can't make. If I'm gonna dog on Ohio State for how they've looked, I have to say the same about Georgia. No one, the top four has been relatively untested to this point. I think the Michigan-Ohio State game will be like an uh, cannibalization. So one of those two teams, if Washington stays the course, um, one of those two teams will drop off, so that'll take care of itself. I don't have a ton of grievances, and it's mostly because this initial ranking doesn't really decide the playoffs. So we'll find out what happens. I, I do disagree with you on Florida State. I know they haven't played anyone. You you say you can make the same case about these other teams uh, and these other conferences. And to be honest... I don't, is it Travis, their quarterback? Yeah. Um, he's looked awesome and they have been absolutely daunt. Like teams that they are better than they've been just curb stomping everyone. So like they don't get into these situations where it's dicey. They've had that. They had the one dicey game earlier to BC, but other than that, they've looked like an absolute juggernaut. Yeah, and, and I say they haven't played anyone knowing that they beat the crap out of LSU. I was just waiting for somebody to, to point that I out. I mean, they the this, LSU isn't that good this year, though. This, <clears throat> I mean, they're ranked 14th, and they got Alabama. Don't let them slip into the college football playoff. <laughs> they won't. What they I'm won't. saying is, hey, man, like this is the same vibe that I was getting last year, and then they beat Alabama, and it just changed the whole season. Um, I might, by the way, is, by the way you know, a little foreshadowing on our, pick, our picks. I might, I might be picking LSU. Let's, let's stick let's stick stick to the topic at hand. Um, but no, Florida State. What I what I mean by they haven't played anyone is like the ACC isn't much. You you really can't say much about like the the first week of the season if you beat LSU, whatever. Uh, the only point that I would have to, and this is just you know as a follow up, not to beat a dead horse, but the whole Georgia Ohio State flip flop not playing each other. You're the champs until you ain't the champs no more. Shaq said it best. Like I mentioned, I think it's more so you don't want to see Ohio State two, Michigan three optics behind it just make it seem like Michigan Ohio State are going to play each other so I, I think that's more of it than it is Georgia hasn't played anyone because they you shouldn't lose your ranking if you went to a if you were if you're back-to-back champs and then you went to the championship the season prior and you still haven't lost since you know what I'm saying like what what makes Ohio State jump them in a rank there really shouldn't be anything yeah, and I'm trying to pull up the schedule for Georgia because I think coming up they have a really difficult schedule the next three or end four end of the weeks. season. Yeah, they got Missouri this week, um, Ole Miss. After that, they got Ole Miss, Tennessee, Tennessee and then their their rivalry game, Georgia Tech. <laughs> rivalry. And then the, I mean, you never know; things hey, happen, right? By the it's, way, it's, Georgia Tech yes. sneaky good this year. Like they're not good, but they're not bad. Yeah, Georgia Tech has always been the nuisance. Georgia Tech is Auburn. Do you know the that SEC. they don't run? They, they don't run the option anymore. A lot of teams don't. Yeah. A lot of teams don't. They got away from. I mean, if somebody's throwing for five hundred yards, I'm sorry, but the triple option wishbone isn't going to work. Yeah. All the time. Can I say something? This is getting like way off topic. Mm-hmm. I bet on Air Force versus Navy. It let what me, a game! I watched that. Both teams run the option. It was <laughs> it was like three to six at halftime, and it was so much fun. Bring back the option. So I I would I was thinking of this like earlier today. Obviously, now we're going randomly off a tangent. I like Dartmouth was a wishbone. Like remember when yeah. when JT was the run, like we and now they now they're putting up like seventy points a game. Idea, spread. It's just it's just hilarious the the evolution <sighs> of the game. Um, I was literally thinking about this earlier today. It's, it's funny that you brought up the wishbone. 
I didn't know we'd devolve into wishbone talk and yearning for the triple option, give the fullback dive. But hey, really quick back to the topic at hand though. I was going to say Georgia has an opportunity to jump back up to number one if they just take care of business because that schedule ahead is a, is an absolute juggernaut. Are you ready to spin the wheel topics again? Let's get the new one. All right, this is fun. I don't even know where we're going. I hope we get a first is five, but we don't know. All right, here we go. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. It might get oh. it this time. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Play the music, baby. It's been a while since we've done this. And I am not cheating people. This is a legit wheel, and I have no control over it. Prepare yourselves for the greatest and most unique segment in podcast history. Let's rank some stuff with D. It's time for Frizz's Five. Oh, he's Man, back. It's been a while since we've had one of these. He's back, people. I'm sure people don't even know if there are new people that don't even know what Frizz's Five is because we haven't done it in about two months, I feel like. That, you know, we go back and forth with doing it. You don't want to burn out a good thing. I think Frizz's Five was so, well, like at its height when we were able to just bang, bang, bang. Mm -hmm. And then it's like one of those, now you just don't want to kill a, you know, you don't beat a dead horse. So I, I like that we can bring it back at certain times and it feel like it never left compared to we just do it just to do it and then it just loses its value. So I'm, I'm all for randomly getting this picked, man, especially because I got a good one for us. It, it's funny because we originally were, you were going to do Halloween Kenny. I'm like, D, we did that last year. <laughs> and you were like, I got it. Let's go with the different topics. So D, what are you ranking? By the way, this is not a ripoff of Kendrick Perkins with his five because we came up with the first KP. Get your own damn shtick. Hell yeah. This ain't your top five. This my top five. So this week's topic, we're actually going to go with Frizz's top five quarterbacks that would be in a yogurt commercial. It's very random, but it was inspired by, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, Dak Prescott. All he was be all, all over the Danning commercials, and you know, I was we were, I was having a conversation with my wife, and she's like, "Who's the next great quarterback to sell yogurt? It's got to be someone that has a boring face and it's just not exciting." I'm like, "Yeah." So D, I'm assuming you're gonna have a lot of boring white faces on this list. Hell no! I'm gonna flip it up and go with fun for this oh, one. Oh so, yes, number right. five, just because I think it would be an absolutely hilarious commercial. He, he tends to talk on some weird, funny things. I don't understand where he's going. Mr. Oh, God. W himself. I'm going with Jameis Winston. <laughs> look, look at here. With, like his interviews that he has when he's just like, look, we're all connected. You know, you got your elbows. What's your elbows for your legs? You know, your knees. You know, we got your wrists. What's your wrists? ankles so like if he's talking about yogurt and he's just like we got dan in if you don't get dan in, you got you know you, you got gogurt <laughs> like i just feel if he was selling it i would buy it just based off of looking at him and laughing at the dumb shit that he'd be talking about I, on a commercial i can just imagine the commercial he's like i used to eat w's <laughs> but now i eat dan in to win dan, 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 exactly like that's the catchphrase and the, right the eddie pops back and he's like by the way don't do like me pay for it don't steal it Mm, yeah, we ain't talking about crab legs. Ooh, no, I honestly, like I said, I, I wanted to have fun with this one. I think it'd be an absolutely hilarious commercial to have Jameis Winston <laughs> one. Uh, Will Levis, by the way, Will Levis this week, my God, QB my God, one like a muh. 
All right. Who you got for number four? Number four. This one is just going based off of actual facial recognition. Everybody loved it when he was in Jacksonville. They had the stash oh, things going on. I'm going with Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Look, just bring back the stash, right? Just have him in a Dannon commercial, stashing it up, talking about how it gets in it gets in there, but he saves it for later. Just like all dads do, you know what I mean? These weird dad jokes. I feel as though if he's in a commercial, you can placate everything that he had going on with himself when he was in Jacksonville. He seems like he would be either selling Gogurt or or like some crazy like the flip one where you flip the shit in there. Like he doesn't do some vanilla yolk. He does some crazy flavors. I like it. Now that you said that, that does make sense. The, the um, like the whatever, like the, the granola, yeah, shake That's it good, up, though. shake. Well, oh, don't, 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 don't clip me on that one, but shake it up and <laughs> throw it in the yogurt. And yeah, I think he'd be, I think he'd be a good yogurt salesman. All right, this is a fun, this is a fun list. Number number three, quarterback. Number three is pretty simple, just because you gotta have a nice looking face, right? Mm. When you have a nice face, people usually tend to you. You usually talk smooth to you know to all the ladies and whatnot. The guys like get them off the TV because my my woman's liking it too much. I'm going with Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Porn star Jimmy. I feel like it just the face, right? It sells itself. He's he's like uh, he's a politician. He's a porn star. Anything else that starts with the letter P, but he's definitely not an NFL quarterback because he just got benched. No, essentially, I feel though you, you you trust the man that everybody thinks looks good and everybody likes the way Jimmy G looks. So he could definitely sell you some shit. I'll uh, be like, I don't like the way he's making my wife feel. I am not buying that yogurt. No, <laughs> he's thank got like you. the perfect chin. Like, I don't know what they call it, but like he's got the perfect chin. I, I have a though, question. Like, Do you that? think? Jimmy Garoppolo would have the career he has if he looked like Andy Dalton or absolutely not <laughs> right absolutely not I was just thinking about like he's been very mediocre his whole career but he looks like a stud and everyone's like that guy is going to be a, an absolute leader and all this stuff and he he's just bad but yet he yeah. just he looks so good that like he just keeps getting money I don't understand get away with it just because of his looks he can't get away with this what was it that he said in break it back he can't keep it away with this uh, but no, that's what I would. That's what I would say. Hey, would so, for, sorry, Andy Dalton, to do that to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you random shade at him, man. I, I was trying to think of to, like an ugly quarterback, but just trying to live his thing. You calling him out just because he got red hair? Number two, baby, number two. What I'm going with is the man that likes to just stand straight up when he's talking. His teammates may not care too much about him. He's a preacher, man. He's a very he's a he's a family man, and because he's so God fearing and he's he's just always for the you know the right Phil the Rivers right, righteousness. I'm going with my man Russell Wilson. Oh God, <laughs> Broncos country, let's ride. Dan uh, in country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. You trying to tell me that Russell Wilson couldn't be in a commercial just like? Dan and country, let's ride. Gogurt, let's Broncos ride. country, let's ride. He could definitely sell you some shit in a commercial just because he just looks the part, right? Just put him in a suit. He, I think for Halloween, he was, uh, oh, I, my bad. I'm, I'm going to go off of the record with this <laughs> one. Go. But just like a, a very plain Jane, like, yep, that's, that would be Russell Will. Like, you, you don't want to, like, no blood, no, no masks, nothing. Just like a guy wearing a suit. I'm like, all right, yep. He definitely could sell you some shit. Oh, yeah. He's definitely selling you the plain, unflavored yogurt. He might get spicy and sell and eat some vanilla yogurt or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that's a good po a good pick for uh, for a yogurt salesman. All right, man. Give me my drum roll so we can get this finished. 
it's I don't know if it could be any easier than this one. The number one easiest yogurt selling commercial player in the NFL QB wise is my man Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, that's you good, like that. You like that. I don't know. Dude. You see, you see, plain, plain Kirk after that win that one time with all the chains. I don't know. I mean, he does have some swag. He does. He can, you know, you know, Kirk can turn up if he wants to. Same thing. But I don't know if he can turn up like Fitzpatrick can. Fitzpatrick was he rocked the chain really nice. But no, Kirk Cousins is is liter- is the salesman of the NFL. Like he could be a car salesman. He could be, you know, he could sell you a roof. He could sell you, you know, anything that's under the sun. But when it comes to commercials, put that man when in, in one when he's retired and he just has the face. He's got the perfectly like perfectly cut facial hair. You know what I'm saying? Still mm. a beard, it's but clean. it's not it's five o'clock shadow. Clean. Yeah, exactly. It's clean, right? And what right at the end of it, you like that, don't you? You like that. So I'm a big fan of his when it comes to it. R.I.P. When it comes to the injury, nobody likes to see an injury. And <sighs> we so were just upset. talking about how good of a season he was having. Uh, so let, uh, we know, try to it. give him his props whenever we can. I'm sad because like we made a bet last last podcast, and I said the Vikings will make the playoffs, and. God damn it, D, they were going to make the playoffs for that injury. I'm telling you right now, but I'll never be able to come come and uh, prove that now. Oh, well, hey, that's unfortunately, that's part of betting. But that was how we wrap up our Top well, Rizzes 5. Well, how do you Catch f- us on Twitter tomorrow if you guys want to put in your Top 5 for this. How do you feel about uh, omissions of Zach Wilson and Mac Jones? You know, I thought about putting Zach Wilson in there because he definitely would reach out to all the moms that like, you know, any type of yogurt. Um, and he looks like a five-year-old, so it's like yeah, perfect. He does. Exactly. He could, yeah, I mean, depending on what you're looking for. And then I was going more, if we were going to do Mac Jones, it would be like a Pillsbury Doughboy commercial. <laughs> like if we were talking about biscuits and whatnot, but I don't know if we could talk about like, you know, yogurt. It's got to be something that's like, like not good for you. I feel like he has to sell, good. find a product that matches Mac Jones. So something that's kind of boring, a little insecure, and you're unsure about. The Michelin Man tires or I would say yogurt. I mean, excuse me, or Pillsbury Doughboy. Like that's, those are the two. Some cinnamon buns or something. (laughs) (laughs) We should do that one day. The pairing of what each quarterback would be a good spokesperson for. Mm, I think that would be funny. Oh, I like that. As the uh, stop and shop brand yogurt. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Want to spin the, spin the random fun topic wheel again? Yeah, let's get it there's, again, man. I like this. We're going pretty good with this. There's still a bunch of freaking topics. We haven't even talked about the trade deadline. James Harden. Who knows what's going to happen? Let's do this. Ah, oh, just missed out on some more college football. I was hoping we got LSU Alabama. We get wheeling on NFL against the spread. It's just a little mental activity I wanted to do because you know what they say? Good teams win, but what, D? Great teams cover the spread. Great teams cover the spread. And I was curious to look at what each NFL team's record is against the spread and kind of compare that to the position of what their actual record in record is. There was some surprising things in here. I have the list up uh, on the screen for you and those watching live. First one that jumps out to me right off the bat as like a major red flag down here as one of the worst teams bottom eight against the spread. The Buffalo Bills are three and five when betting them against the spread. I believe their records what five and three on the season. Like that. Yeah, let me get the exact for you. So they are the flip opposite against the spread. And that tells me this team is kind of fraudy. They were one of those teams that I had question marks about 
coming into last week, and we might get to that topic later. They played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. You think it's going to be a get-right game? They were, I think, eight and a half, nine-point favorites. They went by like five. And they're just not looking right. I don't know. For me, some of these against the spread records makes me question really hard some of the things that I thought. Are you with me on Buffalo, maybe? Yeah, tough to see the Saints down there. Um, but what I'll do is I'll, I'll keep talking about the Bills for it. I think that Patriots game changed everything. I think we understand, you know, at least with this graphic that you have here, that they're playing games closer than they need to. And they're not yeah. doing they're not as dominant as we thought they were going to be this season, especially with Josh Allen being the quarterback. Um, I'm just going to placate it into like what's happening in the future. This game against the Bengals is going to determine their season. Like if they get absolutely smacked by the Bengals, chalk that off to it being Miami's division. Uh, honestly, if it's a close game and they lose, all right, great teams play each other, they lose, right? If they beat the Bengals, it kind of sends them, you know, back into the the abyss of potentially missing the playoffs. So this is a huge like season altering game. And I understand it's only what week uh, we get the it was at week eight, right? Yeah, week nine. But this is you know this is a big game for them, and this is very glaring. I bet you this is how. Minnesota was last year, like a, a positive winning record, but a terrible spread record. Yeah, I'd have to see with their plus minuses. I know that's probably pre, like okay because they smacked up on the Dolphins earlier. They had a huge win against Miami at home. Um, another another one that kind of catches my eye, uh, Houston at four and three, a team that sneakily is really has been really good this year. Um, I don't know. What, I think they're what three and four in the season potentially. Because they just lost to the uh, the Panthers, but a team that everyone continually underestimates has been really good. Um, I don't know if there's any any other ones that caught your eye. The Jets against the spread, four two and one. They have a top, a top seven, a top six record in the league against the spread, which is pretty astounding considering we've all just kind of collectively laughed at the Jets. But sneakily, they've been better than we are giving them credit for as a betting public like they have been overcoming what we think they are yeah and i'm, I'm with you on that one uh, i thought that i think everybody thought the season was over when we saw the injury literally week one first play of the season or beginning drive um but i think if there's going to be a team that i would say jumps out to me it's definitely the lions um six and two against the spread i guess in and not even just the spread coverage but like they're six and two in rl right they're they're covering it and it's like they're doing an incredible job of now utilizing their main pieces. We saw Jameer Gibbs go off on Monday night. You know, Jameson Williamson is, is actually catching some passes. Jared Goff is, is revitalized as a QB. Like, he's not actually falling off. It wasn't just a spark in the pan last year that we all thought it was going to be. You know, that team is really good. And, and they're going to give, you know, the teams like the, the Eagles and the Cowboys a run for their money if they come across them in the playoffs because we know Minnesota is not going to go anywhere, mm -hmm. any, unfortunately, with with the injury. Jordan Love is proving that he might not be the QB of the future for the Packers and Justin Fields is hurt. So it's the it's the Lions division to lose. Yeah. I feel like the rest of these teams are pretty chalky as far as they're against the spread to their actual win-loss. Nothing else really stands out to me. I don't want to say something about the Saints one, though. I, just, yeah, This is ahead. just because of the team. I had noticed it, too, because I think I took them a couple of weeks ago. They have higher spreads, so I don't know how accurate that is. Like, this this week coming up, I think they're favored by eight points. So, like, I'm yeah, going to... Yeah, the they're Bears. favored by eight and a half against the Bears. So, it's like, 
it, that's a lot of that's a two score game, you know, in the NFL, which doesn't really happen all that often. You usually get wins that are like between four and three. Um, you know, a late touchdown to make it 27 to 24 or a late touchdown to make it 31, you know, 27, something like that. So I don't I wouldn't put too much stock into those types of numbers. It's just weird to see it, especially when I'm looking at their games. They've had back to back weeks of the spread being eight points or more. What's their, are their overall right now? Three and four, three and four. Yep. I would just say that they four and four, have, four and four, four and four. They, they won last week. I think that's just a indictment of their offense where they're not able to pull away from teams right now. And it's wild what's going on there offensively. Chris Olave, everyone loved as a fantasy darling going into the season. You know, he's a huge breakout candidate. He has been relatively uh, quiet. Mid. Yeah, it's just the Derek Carr situation has been awful. I don't really know. I don't know what the contract situation is there. They, I think they're locked up at least next year, right? Three years, two guaranteed. Right, so... This year being one of them. It's just a it's just a tough situation. The whole NFC South has been really underwhelming against the spread. And Atlanta, it's a huge indictment on them. They're four and three in real life, I believe. Or Atlanta just benched their quarterback. Is it four and three or five they and three? Are four and four. Three team two okay. teams four and four. The Saints and Falcons and the Bucks are three and two, four. Two two and six against the spread. Um, if you're betting on them, you're really getting your ass beat, but just super underwhelming offensively. They've just benched Ritter. Yeah. For for um, uh, Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke is oh, down God. there. So yeah, it's bad division, bad division. And New England at the very bottom with Carolina, unsurprisingly. <laughs> I was trying to go without you know throwing them under the bus, but I'm glad you said it, not me. All right, you ready to get to new talk? I don't have anything let's else. Get left another one. one. Yeah, let's find something fun. I really hope we land on James Harden. Oh, just missed it. Of course. Just missed it. <laughs> it landed on revisiting our NFL concern teams. So this, this is a callback from last week's show where I had, uh, we did like the tier rankings. We do it every week. I actually didn't do it this week, but we do it every week on our, our Twitter handle. And I think it's at Frizz and Grizz if you want to check that out. But there was a tier of we're starting to get concerned. And in that tier, before this past weekend was the Dolphins, the 49ers, and the Bills. I personally feel like my status on all three teams have changed, or two of them have changed, and one of them remains the same. Um, I'll tell you how I feel this week in D, and you can give me your assessment. I was slightly concerned about those three teams coming into this past weekend of NFL football. I leave feeling better about the Dolphins, I'm now less concerned. I feel like they are still a Super Bowl contender. I feel probably worse off about the 49ers with a three-game losing streak, although they did, they did trade for Chase Young, so mm-hmm. that's nice. Sorry, a little phlegm there. Um, <laughs> I had to hit the mute button. I wasn't looking at the screen either, so I was like, I'm hoping he's talking. Cause- yeah, no, I had to hit the mute. And then I still feel concerned and can't make up my mind about the Bills because, like I said, they won They won against Tampa on Thursday, but it was a hell of a lot closer than I thought it ended up by being. And they had a huge lead, actually. They had like a two-touchdown lead at some point, and then they let Tampa Bay claw themselves back into the game. So Bills, I'm still concerned. I don't know what they're going to be. I am... Very concerned about the 49ers to the fact that I don't think they are at this point today a Super Bowl contender. 
I think they're just a, a good playoff team that could get knocked out at wow. any point. That is a, I would say, hot take right now. Um, no longer a Super Bowl contender or favorite. No, honestly, I mean, the, the, the three teams that we had talked about, I, I tried to tell you that Miami didn't belong in there just because, like, just based off of where they were, from the, you know, the week that we were ranking this. Uh, Miami just had a slip up, something that I'm not going to stress about. They have an explosive offense. They got Jalen Ramsey back, who got a pick. Like, they're just getting better, essentially. Uh, Mid-season slumps do happen. You're going to lose one or two games, maybe three or four, in a 17-game season. This is the NFL at the end of the day. The Houston Texans can beat you the same way that the Patriots. <laughs> I was not even trying to throw shade, but the Patriots are just one of the worst teams in the NFL. So, like, you got to use them as an example. The Patriots can beat you as they did beat the Bills. Um, when it comes to the 49ers, I'm not concerned about them because they are part of... I understand it's a three-game slit. I think they're right now in a bad spot more than they are a bad team. And we're seeing the, you know, the, the kinks in the armor when it comes to um, the boy wonder Brock Purdy, but they still have the, one of the best offensive weapons in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey, who scored a touchdown in like two straight years. They still have George Kittle, one of the better tight ends, Debo. Well, I mean, he's not, he doesn't leave the field. That's the thing with Kittle is I'm not saying he's a, he's a great receiver like a Mark Andrews or he's a great blocker like, a, like um sorry. Yeah. Mark Andrews or a great, let me say this blocker like Mark Andrews catcher like Kelsey. He's like the mixture of both. So he doesn't leave the field when I talk about, when I talk about Kittle, but you have Ayuk, you have Debo, and then you still have some like running backs that can get in the mix. So their offense is incredible. Their defense is getting better. That's why I'm not really worried about them. The worrisome team that I have, it is the Bills. And it's because I, I said this last year, like Josh Allen and his turnovers are going to hurt this team. And the more that this happens, the more they become back to the middle of the pack. And this game against the Bengals is going to define their season. If they don't come out there and at least have a competitive game, you can lose the game. Like I mentioned, 21, 20, uh, 24, 20, 27, 21. You can lose that. You cannot lose this game two scores and and expect to st- after losing to the Patriots a couple weeks ago, even though they beat the Bucks, you can't lose that game and expect to have a, a rebound the rest of the season. I just don't see that happening. So I'm more concerned with the Bills than I am with the 49ers right now. I'm still concerned with the Bills, but I, since they got the win, I'm going to stay in a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. The 49ers just like championship teams don't lose three in a row. And I think we've seen with Brock Purdy that when the things are going well around him, he's actually very good. He can He's an operator. Mm-hmm. But you take away Debo and some of the Shanahan scheme is not working. And it's it just he starts making bad choices. And it's bit him in the ass the past couple of games with, with bad interceptions. Um, and then I'm looking back at their 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 wins before that their five game win streak to start the season. It's like, you know, we're starting to think it's it's not super impressive. You know, they they beat up on the Steelers. Okay, that's it. That's like okay win. But the Steelers had a rough start to the season. They beat up on the the Giants, the Cardinals, the cow. I mean, I guess the Cowboys win was a really nice win, but they always had the Cowboys number. And then they they play some like playoff caliber teams now three in a row. Browns playoff caliber. Granted, a lower playoff caliber. Vikings with Kirk Cousins, definitely a playoff team. And then the Bengals, who weren't looking like world beaters, but they are a very good playoff caliber team. And you get your ass handed to you three games in a row. Fortunately for them, the bye week's coming at the perfect time so they can get themselves mm-hmm. right. But 
I don't know, man. I I had the jugger them and the juggernauts here by themselves four weeks ago, and now I don't feel confident they can win three or four games straight to win the Super Bowl because they're not at this point. It doesn't look great about them getting that one seed and getting the bye. Yeah, but they're still going to host, and I think playing at Candlestick is a is a huge advantage or Levi Stadium, whatever it's called now. Um, I think that gives them the advantage where if they are a one or a two seed. Yeah, I I don't I don't believe in Brock Purdy like he's Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, but I do believe in Brock Purdy to just not make mistakes when playoffs come around. And but he's been doing it that, these that, past couple of weeks. I, I understand, I understand, and it it doesn't like there's egg on my face for having this type of belief, right? But I believe more in Shanahan and the team than I think <laughs> than I think I would say Purdy is going to make that mistake. Yeah. So. That uh, right, I like I said, my concern is if we're going to these three teams, Miami doesn't even belong here anymore. No, it's it's between the 49ers and the Bills, and just because of the his the track record with Josh Allen, it would be like a 51 49, 55 45 split. Bills 55, 49ers 45. Like they're still there, right? Like you said, championship teams don't lose three in a row if we're going to call them contenders. But their team is just too strong for me to have any type of wor- any worry with them, especially with the trade deadline done. One added Rasul Douglas, cool. The other one added one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead with the team that added one of the best pass Who, rushers in the NFL. I I would assume they intend to resign because he's on an expiring contract. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a. I don't, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know where the hell the 49ers are coming up with all this bread, but like they just when you're, keep when getting you pay players. your quarterback nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That that helps. But you still like you still have something like you have a cap. Like they don't just have money that's just chilling there with these trade like with well, these signs. I it mean, eventually runs out. All these other top teams are paying their quarterback thirty five million dollars. So that's thirty five yeah. million you can spend elsewhere. That's the one benefit of roll of Brock Pratt. And to be fair, like to your point. I say all these things about the 49ers and my mind always comes back to they almost won the goddamn Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> so like why not? You know what I mean? Uh, and Purdy's better. He's better. <laughs> it's not even I hate to admit it. Purdy's but better than Jimmy G. He isn't as good as selling yogurt because Jimmy G's got that face. That's why I kept him off the list. You know, know what I'm saying? That's why I kept him off the list. Um, but just one one last thing on this subject is like I was even though it was the Patriots I was very impressed with the Dolphins win mostly because they handled the Patriots thoroughly. And the, the, you know, the Patriots played pretty good defense in that game. And w- what impressed me was there was a graphic during the game where they showed how many offensive linemen the Dolphins are playing without. I swear, D, they were down to like their fourth string guard and they're still whooping the on the Patriots. Well, they weren't running the ball effectively, but oh, okay. they managed by, by making a very short passing game to supplement the run. But, but my point is like this team is still succeeding with all of these hurdles in front of them, and they will get these offensive linemen back uh, sooner rather than later. But not this week against the Chiefs, so I might want to take the Chiefs. Um, you want to spin the wheel? Probably, probably one, one more wind spiel, wind, wind spiel, wheel spin, and then uh, maybe maybe win some money for the people. I like it. Unless it's, a, unless it's a shitty topic, maybe maybe we'll make it quick. Just, we can also skip. No, you can't no, don't skip. skip. Don't skip. Don't skip. Uh, you get oh, 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 the first Saturday in November. Let's go. LSU, Alabama. You know what's funny? is what's we, we haven't landed on a single M- NBA topic. 
<laughs> hey, catch, you guys are going to have to follow us on Twitter when we talk about uh, all the topics tomorrow. All right, man. This is your floor. You LSU Alabama's this week. Let me hear it. This is it, man. And I already said it. The first Saturday in November, market calendars. Um, it's the game, right? It's the game that essentially defines both teams. It always comes down to this in the SEC West. Like, it's LSU Alabama. You know, I think <clears throat> we all, uh, not me, I won't say always, but we had talked about Jaden Daniels is a potential Heisman Trophy candidate right now. Like, he might be the best college football quarterback. Maybe not like Caleb Williams when it comes to draft stock, but we're talking about college football quarterback. He might be the best one. I talked a lot about uh, the quarterback Jalen Monroe for, for Alabama, who looked shaky. This is going to be the test, and this is the test that boosts both both teams. And you said, you know, you thought about taking Bama, making it back to the college football playoff, potentially winning the, the, the national championship. This is the game that will boost them into that area. Same thing with the two-loss LSU. You, you beat this team. It puts you – I'm telling you, it's going to happen the same way that it did last year because other teams have to play each other, Trudeau. That's what you have to think about. And – you beat an Alabama, you beat a Tennessee, you beat Georgia in an SEC championship. Like you're right back in it when it comes to college football playoff. Granted, it's ex it's it's exactly what happened last year. And I went into the season like it's done over with. We've already lost two games. I'm not I'm not, I don't care if we beat Bama. Like we're out of it. Like no. Like this this is it now. Like this is setting up the same way that it did last year. They have a better team too. So who knows? Like and it's I think it's at home. I believe no, it's Alabama. at Alabama. And for the this will be the first time potentially that Nick Saban has lost to the same quarterback twice. He hasn't done that like in his career. So like we'll see. Jaden Jaden Daniels has played incredibly well. Heisman Trophy front runner right now. It's it's an incredible game. And I hope everybody that gets to anybody that wants to see how college football is should be tuned in Saturday at seven. It's going to be a very interesting game. And it's all going to come down, in my opinion, to how stout the Alabama defense can be. Because LSU, I've watched a few LSU games. Their defense is absolutely hor horrendous. <laughs> Jalen Milrow isn't great, but he's serviceable. He'll put up 20, 24 points for Alabama. I know LSU on a good day can put up 35, 40, right? And Alabama's defense is one of the best defenses in the country still. Their Achilles heel is the offense this year. Can... The LSU Tigers put up enough points to eke out a win because for LSU, it's all a numbers game. They've been that way all year. Just outscore the opponent. They're facing one of the best defenses of the country. I think they can do it. I think they can do it. I, I think this LSU offense is good enough to eke out a win. And if LSU is able to put up 30, 35 points, I have zero faith in Jalen Milrow for Alabama doing the same. He's looked good in spurts over the over this year, right? But he's had games. I've watched them play Arkansas where they put up 24 points in the first half, scored six points in the second half. He hasn't put together for a full four quarters, and I don't think he's going to do it again this week. So it's all down to that LSU offense. Uh, just to correct you on that, they put up 21 against Arkansas in the first half and three in the second. Okay, um, I knew it was yeah. something abysmal. Yeah, and that's that's why, like I said, it's it's going to be uh, for me. This is the game of the season, right? This this is this as you guys can see. You know, there's the there's the Saints banner right there. There's the LSU banner right there. Like this is my <laughs> this is my weekend. Like tune in 7:45. It's always on CBS. Like. If you guys aren't familiar with how college football is, 
Nick Saban, Brian Kelly. This is this is the matchup that you want to get involved with. It's always known as the first Saturday in November, but like it's going to change the way both teams are affected in the college football playoff because both teams have Michigan, Alabama, excuse me, Michigan and Ohio State. They're going to play each other, right? They have to. Then you have um, um, Georgia's going to play the winner of this game, essentially. We have Florida State, who's ugh, we don't really care about them, but we already talked about uh, Washington and Oregon. They have to, they've already played each other. One of them has to go to the Pac 10 or Pac 12 championship. So there's just college football weeks 10 through 12 gets so crazy. This is the defining game for the, for both of these teams. But, but, and by the way, LSU's ready because they beat up on Army. Hell yeah, 62. <laughs> what was the spread? I, on I that told game? you, I told D, I'm like, way to go, LSU. Be in, uh, inviting Army to LSU to Death Valley to beat the shit out of them to get ready for Alabama. Thank you, you for your service. You know the check they collected for that? Like, you don't think Army cares? Army's like, hey, that's we're messed up, the, man. Where's my boy Ty He in the chat or anybody else that's you know serves in our up. country? I appreciate you guys being here. That's messed we'll up. Beat the shit out of them, the, 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 <laughs> whatever they're called, the the Army midshipmen. No, that's, that's Navy, the Navy, something like that. They're what the, are they uh, warriors? What are they? Uh, the warriors, Commodores? right? No, they're not the warriors. Uh, Commodores? No, I don't know. Oh, whoever they are, they can still get their ass. Well, I don't care if they serve the country. These poor no. men and women are out here, well, just the men of the football serving our country. And LSU's like, hey, come down to Death Valley School, whoop your ass for Alabama. Real you can nice. serve the country and still get your ass whooped, all right? It's on the field. It's on the gridiron. D's response to me on text was, they, they'll be scrappy, Army, you know. They'll, they'll be fine. They proceed to lose by like 70 points. I saw a 70-yard touchdown. I was like, my bad. Ridiculous. <laughs> my bad, man. These poor kids, man. All right. Do you think we have time for one more spin, or do you want us to go straight to the betting? Uh, let's get into the betting. Before yeah, we get into that's the probably betting, smart. hey, Cascus Casino, appreciate you, man. Like, Welcome to the chat. Well, first time chatter, I believe. Uh, new addition to the... I know we sometimes go off topic. New addition to the GBA Pro-Am League that I'm in. So I appreciate you being here, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it all. All right. Let's make some money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. This, this is our weekly segment where D loses you money. Oh, yeah. I have one last week. No, I was 2 0 1 didn't. last week or 2 1 0. You were 1 and 2 last week, by the no. way. Yeah. Who were your Hold bets last week? Let me go ahead and double check that because I think you're incorrect. I'm a, I'll, I'll check up on my numbers while you go ahead and do yours. You were 1 and 2. All right. I got to get the music f fixed back up on this bad yep. boy. But Sorry, the Bucks didn't cover the Celtics did. Damn it! Yeah. I told you, man. No, the Ravens did. The Ravens won. The Celtics and the Ravens won. I am fairly certain you did not cover the spread on, on Let me go ahead games. and check this. I'm sorry that you guys have to deal with this. Yeah. Well, I got I to gotta correct him if he's wrong. All right, I had the Ravens eight. They won. Shit, they won by seven. Fuck! You're yeah. right. It was a backdoor cover, by the way. You got screwed on. Trash. I don't know why my thing won't connect. We'll have to go without the music for this. Um, all right, my three picks for this week. I really feel good about them. My first one, I'm taking Kansas City. Uh, neutral site game versus the Dolphins over in Germany. I just said all the praises about the Dolphins, the Dolphins a segment ago, but I'm looking at them. who have the Dolphins beaten, you ask? The Patriots twice. Um I had it in front of me earlier too. Patriots twice. I think the Giants once. Um, I don't think they've beaten anyone with a winning record. I have to pull it back up. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I apologize. But they haven't beat a single team with a winning record. They beat the, the Broncos, 
the, the Patriots twice, the Giants and the Panthers. How many wins do they have between those opponents? Like four? Yeah. It's it's bad. And I think everyone's overestimating the Dolphins because they dropped a 70 bomb on the Broncos. But in games against actually good football teams, they're 0-2. I'm taking the Chiefs, especially after losing last week. I feel like they're going to bounce back. You're only giving up one and a half. So Chiefs mm-hmm. minus one and a half, give it to me. I'm taking LSU plus three at Alabama. I think LSU actually wins it outright. I'm going to go Let's on, go. on the limb. Uh, it's at Alabama, so it scares me a little bit, but I really like LSU offense. And then my third pick is a little controversial. It's a look-ahead game for tomorrow for basketball, going three three different leagues. Mm-hmm. On FanDuel, Orlando is a one-point favorite. On, oh, sorry, on DraftKings, they're a one-point favorite. On FanDuel right now, they're a one-and-a-half-point underdog. I bet already on the one and a half point underdog. I'm taking that for my pick. I don't care if it's a negative one on on DraftKings. Go bet it on FanDuel now. Uh, I'm taking Orlando plus one and a half. They're playing at Utah. Orlando has off today. Utah is playing a back-to-back tonight and tomorrow. Utah tanked the second half of the season last year. They have no desire to finish in the playoffs. <laughs> they're, they're looking for a lottery pick this year again. Orlando's two losses are against both LA teams. The second one was in a back-to-back. I like this Orlando Magic team this year, and they're playing a team off of back-to-back and getting points. Give me all that. Okay. All right. I like them. I like all your picks. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you're going to be invested in the LSU game. Uh, Hopefully, everybody else is invested into that game, too. Uh, For me, they're actually pretty simple games. First one I'm going to go with is the one that I talked about earlier today. I'm going Bengals minus two against the Bills. I think they just win this outright. You know, especially if it's if it's by a field goal late by by their by their kicker, or they just they blow them out. I, I this is the game that I think the Bills need to win, and I think the Bengals are just going to outright handle them. Um, Jim, J- Joe Mixon is starting to get into the game. We're seeing T. Higgins. We're seeing Jamar Chase do the things that they're supposed to. More importantly, we're seeing uh, QB one look like QB one. Joe Burrow looks like the Joe Burrow that we that that the AFC was afraid of, right? Like the guy that is going to be matched up against Patrick Mahomes. For the next five to ten years, like Joe Burrow is getting back into that, and it's not even the um, it's not even just the throws; it's the comfort first down runs, the ones that he's not a scrambler like a Lamar Jackson, but he is a second and seven, you know, third and five. He drops back to pass, you're in man, and he scrambles for the first down, and you're like, shit. So like, what happened? Oh, you got the music back. Um, so like, I, he's starting to get to be like that again, and that that was prevalent in last week's game. So against the 49ers, like who have a really good rush. So it, it, if he's getting back to that, they could be very dangerous. So I think they're going to blow him out. Uh, second game that I have, I'm actually going to go with uh, getting some points because they usually just give them away. Mm. I'm going with the Rams over the Packers. Uh, give me the plus three for the Rams. Packers are in I a like weird spot pick. right now. Yeah, even though the you know the Packers are at home for this one, I think that's the reason why they're considered the favorite. Um, I'm still not ready to bet against the Rams. Like that, I know that they're not like a Super Bowl contender, but like Matthew Stafford can still get you know get a dub done. Um, their defense is still their defense. Like I, I hate you. Never know what Aaron Donald could do against Jordan Love. And the Packers don't really know what to do with their running game. Like Aaron Jones is irrelevant right now. Uh, I don't even remember the the running back from BC who was the big guy who was the backup running back. Like oh. they're doing nothing um, as the pack as an offense, and they're trading away def- defenders. So like, don't know what they actually plan on doing. Um, so I'm going with give me the points for the for the Rams in that one. 
I think the 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 look ahead line, if you bet if you were gonna bet it prior to last week's games, I think the Rams were favored. I think what happened was the Rams got their ass absolutely beat by the Cowboys, and betters were overreactionary, and now they're dumping their Ram stock and jumping on the the Packers. But the Packers have been bad all year, and Jordan Love's not the answer there. So I, I love that pick. I think it's a great one. Appreciate it, man. I told you I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my wins back. Ah, uh, this one is a toss up, but it's it's just one that I'm going. They know they say you said they don't bet with the heart, and, and I'm gonna go <laughs> you with go the one. Saints again. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm staying away from the Saints. I'm actually gonna go with the Eagles. Um, giving the points to the Cowboys. I think it, I think you got to see the Eagles flex their muscles and say we're the best team in the NFC, and we're gonna, we're gonna see the tush push or the worst thing that came out. We all thought it was the tush push. No, it was the fucking halfback sweep out of the tush push formation. Like they're just they're playing with teams right now when they do stuff like that. Uh, we we said that we had some concerns about Jalen Hurts and whatnot, but like the last five games that they played outside of the loss to the Jets. Nine point win with the, against the Rams. They lost to the Jets, but they blew out Miami and they and they they controlled the Washington game once they actually got the running game going. A, a seven point win. So I, I don't think that you know Dak Prescott is ready for this type of um, I would say game. I think he's still going to show his unfortunate like bad habits of getting a turnover late into the fourth quarter. Well, that just seals the deal. Cowboys are winning this week, folks. The show is coming to an end. But first, it's time to get to anything we've missed. It's closing time. One segment, two takes. It's time for closing takes where we kind of get off our chest, whatever we want to do. Maybe stuff that we missed from the wheel, which I'm going to go with the wheel, <laughs> a wheel topic that I wanted to talk about. Uh, but hey, before we get out of here, thank you guys all for watching live on Twitch, YouTube, or on our Facebook page. Uh, check out the full episodes on podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just search for us in the Grizz. D, do you want to lead us off or do you want me to bat lead off today? Yeah, I'll leave this one off just because it's random, especially for me, because you guys know how much I really could care less about the sport, but I'm trying, trying my best to get into it. Uh, I was actually watching part in the interruption earlier today and something, you know, caught my eye. They were talking about this new rule that could be implemented into the MLB. Uh, granted, it's the World Series right now. I haven't watched a single pitch. Not I haven't seen a single swing. But if they start making rules changes that'll get me more engaged, maybe I'll start watching it. It's called the double hook rule. Are you familiar with this? No. No. All right. So I know that they tried the implementing it into like minor league baseball. Like it's it's in certain divisions and whatnot. Uh, essentially, it is a rule where you're allowed to have a DH be in replacement of a pitcher, but the pitcher can still pitch. So essentially, you're you're able to have your starting pitcher stay in. He has to stay in within five innings. I think the NL right now has it or they did have it where like you if you sub out the pitcher, he's done for the game. Like he can still go in. Oh, go ahead. Are you sure you're understanding this right? Because the, mm -hmm. they've abolished the uh, the pitcher batting at this point. Yeah, let me read it out for you. So essentially, th this is it. In addition to the aforementioned changes for the 2023 season, this will allow clubs to use a designated hitter throughout the game, provided the team's starting pitcher has completed at least five innings pitched. 
So it, it, if the starter fails to pitch within five innings, then they get replaced and they can't pitch or use a designated hitter for, throughout the game. I'm confused, but it's okay. Right, you're gonna have to look it up. No worries. That, hey man, I heard it on I heard it online. Excuse me, on PTI, and they were talking about <laughs> it. I thought it was a pretty dope rule for something that's gonna change. C- correct me if I'm wrong. For those that are baseball fans or are unfamiliar with this type of rule, but it's something that they talked about. I was like, that's that'd be pretty dope if they can actually implement something. Yeah, because like the most recent uh, CBA, they've agreed to to abolish the uh, the pitcher. Every National League and and American League have uh, designated hitters now. Is that this season? Yeah, I think it, I think it went in effect the season as, uh, with the uh, the bigger bases and the eliminating the shift. Then maybe I'm I don't know what the hell they. Honestly, about, I don't blame you, dude. To- <laughs> Wilbon and Kornizer are both 95 <laughs> years old, and they're often just maybe ranting. they were thinking about like three. Se- I, like I said, I want baseball, so I thought they still had the DH and the NH- and, and the NH- <laughs> and I almost said NHL in the NL. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to loop back on that one. I have no idea. Probably um, should have went with the wheel then. This is why we don't talk fucking baseball. Yeah, you can try. Hey, big world. Big World Series game tonight. The Rangers come in the World Series. That's weird as hell. What what game are they in? Uh, they are in game five. It's 3-1 oh Texas Rangers. That's tell, bro. Yeah, you have no idea. I wanted to talk to bring up James Harden. We didn't even get the chance to talk about James Harden. <laughs> of course you want to talk about James Harden. What do you, how do you feel about the trade? Uh, annoyed. Annoyed that another annoyed. player in this po- player empowerment era that, that got to go to another place like... Look, there's no loyalty in, in basketball. I understand that, like, it's a player's league and players can decide where and when they want to go somewhere. But, like, this is just getting out of hand. This man, James Harden, is starting to turn into, like, a Kyrie Irving. Like, just goes somewhere. It doesn't work out. He cries. He leaves. So, like, this is another spot where he goes. He's going to take minutes away from other players. Yes, you could say, you know, a Terrence Mann isn't as good as him, obviously. But, like, Terrence Mann had a spot in the rotation. And, like, he's now going to lose minutes to someone like a James Harden who isn't going to play defense. He's not the same offensive player that he was when he was obviously out in Houston. We saw that while he was in Brooklyn. We saw that when he was out in um, Philly. He's just not the same, right? So, like, I, I don't I don't think that this is going to work out. Like, they flipped from being, like, the fourth best team to potentially winning the NBA Finals now. It's like, why do we do this every season whenever somebody acquires James Harden? Do you think that the Clippers are a legitimate threat at the championship? No. No, Paul. I'm sorry. They have a healthy Paul George. Sure, Kawhi's gonna miss time. He always does. James Harden isn't the scorer that he was, and they have Russell Westbrook. I think that the problem is in a perfect world, they could win a championship. But we all know what's gonna happen. It's the same thing every year. We get hyped up on the Clippers. Kawhi gets hurt, or he just by the time the playoffs start, he's a shell of himself. Paul George will get hurt. And James Harden is Kyrie in the sense that like he goes to places and he just he gets disgruntled easily and it just doesn't go well. And I don't know what he's going to do because his one of his main issues in Philly was you, he didn't get to be the old James Harden, like the let James Harden cook. And you think that's going to happen <laughs> in L.A.? You're going to be the third dude on that team. That's the fourth behind For- who? Russell has to bring the ball up. No, Russell. Th- Russell's one not thing. playing off ball too guard. Feel, He's not a spot up. I feel very bad for Russell Westbrook and this weird saying because he has he's now one of the best values in the league with his contract and how he's been producing. Yeah. You you think he's going to start? Because I think they're going to say there's no way hey, Westbrook Russ, comes off the bench. There's Russ, no way. They're going to ask him to come off the bench. I would be very, very surprised if he started with the other guys. They're going to have him run the second unit, which make perfect basketball sense if they can convince him. Um, 
I just think, man, there's so many issues with the Clippers. And honestly, for the Philadelphia, it's like, I get it. People are going to shit on you and think you got hosed because you got back a first round unprotected, which might be a really nice pick, um, and a couple pick swaps and a shitty first round pick. But they were looking pretty good without James Harden. And this gives Tyrese Maxey the opportunity to grow as a point guard. He looks like he's an all-star caliber player. He just won Eastern Conference player of the player of the week. Like him and Embiid have something nice going on. It gives him a chance to grow. And you know what? I think one thing that people are not thinking about here is that they have a plan to have cap space. There's a reason why they didn't re-sign Tyrese Maxey and extend him in this offseason. They have potentially enough space right now for the old Kyrie KD two two. Remember you guys remember the infamous in the law in the hallway? Two max contracts. Two max contracts. So I think there's a lot I think there's a lot going on here. Um, and also, honestly, this isn't the worst case for Philadelphia. The worst case would have been if James Harden decided not to opt in and he just walked away this offseason. So, you know, it, it. I guess both teams should be somewhat happy today, um, but I am not buying LA Clipper stock after this trade. Like, I don't think this makes them... It makes them better in the short term, but I don't think it makes them better as far as the championship run. If you're going to talk about the team's feeling good about the trade sure but players you're gonna have disgruntled people on la that are like why did we bring him in and you're gonna have i know you we talk about or at least you just brought up the two max contracts Embiid wants to win and not saying that like harden was like an incredible player but he was still a player right i I don't i think his game is is has gone down but he was still a player right he's still an all-star potential Hall of Famer and whatnot. He's so a Hall of Famer, you, but you can't root good with the potential. I hate well, I hate that because what has he done? Like, he's a top sorry, he's a top one hundred player. Go, I don't want to go down he's that He's a top one hundred player of all time. I don't want to go down that route. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's a top, or top seventy five excuse me. And Clay Thompson isn't. So like what are we doing? He is better what? than Clay Thompson. Career wise, okay. yes. Yeah. Because he scores more? He's a two time oh, is he a two time MVP or one time MVP? Four-time all-defensive player, like all-defensive player. So, like, what are you talking about? Are you about? really arguing me that Clay Thompson has a better career than than James Harden? What Clay Thompson has done to get four championships compared to what James Harden has done to get eliminated in the first round every year? Yes. You want to talk about statistics? Sure. Yeah, the man could go off for 40, 50, 60. I've also seen Clay Thompson go off for 60 off of one dribble. So, I, like, what, what are we doing? I think you're forgetting how good elite. James Harden I, was. I think you're forgetting how Clay Thompson has been his entire career. He's great at standing in a corner and banging a shot. Oh, all right. We're getting off topic now. That's an argument for another day. Yes. Send in. Let me throw the hat up in the air so everybody can swim in aqua black black woman. Is that what we call them? Black, <laughs> black, black, black <laughs> So he comes swimming out of out of out of the lake. Uh, but no, what I was saying is you have to start thinking about Embiid the same way that we talked about. Um, Giannis and they brought in Dame and Bede is, is essentially going to figure out like yo if you guys aren't bringing this trust the process we're on year eight and ain't shit being trusted now like we got we got to figure out something so we'll, we'll see we'll see like I said the teams might be happy with what they got in return but you got to think about the players now yeah I would say this just a counterpoint it ain't over there's a still a trade deadline and Part of that trade return for Philadelphia, they do have some valuable picks. That twenty, I think it's twenty twenty seven unprotected uh, Clippers pick with all those guys in LA being expiring and being thirty five years old. That could be a very valuable pick. So maybe 
they make a move in season to get another superstar. Someone gets pissed off and wants out. Yeah. Rumors, rumors, rumors. <laughs> players only the players only meeting already. Team the Bulls. One game in, bro. That what I'm, is going I'm just on saying, in Chicago? Watch it, guys. Watch out, Zach Levine, Jimmy, uh, Joel Embiid, collision course. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that by any means. Get Zach out of Dodge. All right, D, close us out of here, buddy. Whew, what a day. What a night. What a week. It's Wednesday, so I appreciate you guys being here. If y'all listening tomorrow, happy Good Morning Thursday. Um, as we said earlier in the show, please, 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 won't let me bring it back. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you all being in here, especially the new guys and gals that are in the chat. Casino, I appreciate you being here. Hip Hop Anonymous, we always appreciate you being in here week in and week out. Uh, but please catch us up on all of our platforms when it comes to Twitch, when it comes to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You can find us on all those. You can visit our website you see at the bottom, frizzandthegrizz.com. One of these days, we're going to have gear. We got it. We got gear. No, I'm fuck with you. <laughs> of course. Now, one of these weeks, we will, one of these days, we'll surprise you guys. But no, as we say, every time we're dipping up out of here, please make sure y'all take care of y'all mentals. Make sure you take care of y'all physicals. Take care of y'all chicken. Take care of y'all children. And we'll catch y'all on the rebound. Peace. Broncos country, let's ride.